This is No Halos Here, hosted by Jen Lang and Jane Stark, the place to inspire a change in your consciousness to elevate the world. We're two heart-centered business owners nourishing our inner rebels while growing our respective businesses. No Halos Here is the result of bringing together an opera singer turned spiritual mentor and a marketing professional turned well-being coach to meditate daily. Together, we unite physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual energies into a powerful presence to lead, heal, and inspire. We love exploring the shadowed edges of life, the universe, and beyond through honest and thought-provoking conversations. Let's dive in. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of No Halos Here with Jen Lang and Jane Stark. This week, we're talking about a topic that is, I'd say, near and dear to our hearts. We're pretty passionate about it. And I'm going to hand the title over to Jane because she's totally feisty on it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This episode is all about owning your shit. We're going, we're going there. We were like, "Eh, is that kind of like gritty and own your shit and blah, blah, blah. No, I'm owning it. I'm owning the own your shit. So what are we talking about here? We're talking about personal responsibility. And Jen and I have been having conversations around this for quite a while now. I think as we've reflected on our own journeys and the work we do and this idea that it's really through taking responsibility for everything in our lives and doing the work to heal it, transform it, transmute it, all the things is the path to, it sounds so cliche, but the path to freedom. Yeah, and it really so, is. Yeah. So that's, that's the topic we wanted to, um, to hit on today. And I think you're going to hear us talk about this a lot. Um, yeah. As we move forward, it's sort of, it's something that we're both bringing more and more into our own practices, into our language, and really looking at this concept of taking personal responsibility and how it's, like I say, the path path through. Yeah. So how do we want to go into this today, Jen? Well, I think we, we've talked about this sort of taking personal responsibility in order to be on this way towards freedom. And maybe we should sort of just zoom out a little bit and ask you, listener, what does freedom mean to you? Mm -hmm. So is it time freedom? Is it energy freedom? Is it freedom from financial freedom? All of these ways. And really take a moment to reflect on what freedom means to you and for you. And you know, think about it in the context of your loved ones. Obviously, everyone's going to have their own experience and ideas around what freedom is. But when we take personal responsibility, can't even say the word today. I'm like fumbling my words. When we take personal responsibility for the way we interact and experience this world, then freedom becomes more. A, I, more firmly defined, I think even. Mm-hmm. It's it's less of this hazy concept. And it's almost... Yeah, for me, it's like a feeling. I've had this, like I get this... Mm-hmm this feeling when I, when I do the, when I do my own work, when I look at what's truly going on, what's showing up, what's going on for me. And when I can do the work to transmute that, it's like this like feeling like expansion, expansiveness. So yes, there is potentially financial freedom in that or time freedom and all the things. But for me, it's really just about an expansion um, of myself, of my energy, of being able to show up. 
Yeah, I think it it, it corresponds with that feeling of lightness and feeling lighter mm-hmm. and not being weighed down by everything that's going on in our lives. And it would be so easy to, if you haven't ever delved into doing some of the personal development work and taking some responsibility for your experiences, then a lot of what goes on day to day in this world can easily weigh you down. And it's almost like, We've talked about this maybe before on some other episodes about when you watch the news all the time or you always have the news on in the background, then that's what's going to inform your reality. And if you find that you're feeling down or you have this attitude or these feelings around these quote unquote state of the world, the first step to finding freedom from that is turning off the news, which is owning your shit. too, right? Like, again, it's taking personal, like, okay, I need to do something to change the state that I'm in. I need to turn off the news. Yeah. Like it can be as simple as that. And that's your starting point. We're not saying you have even have to work with anybody specific to do that. Although that's always a good way to get to a next level and have another perspective. But that simple step of turning off the news, and I'm not saying disengage from your community entirely. There are many other ways to stay aware of global events without inundating your energy and your awareness with the media's perception of what's going on in the world. Because at the end of the day, this is still a mass media perception and interpretation of world and global events. So the first question for yourself might be, is there another perspective that I am not seeing? And you know, like the answer is always yes, frankly. <laughs> you know, But you might want to do some diving into what's that other perspective? And what are some other sources that I can make myself more aware of? So it might be choosing a different source for global events that isn't mainstream. Mm-hmm. And then seeing if that affects your mood. Yeah. Yeah, I think one of the things that um, really hit home for me with this concept was a couple of years ago, I was reading a book um, called Solve for Happy by a man named Mo Gaudet. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Um, But one of the things that he said in that book that stuck with me was that you know, the only two things we have control over are our attitude and our actions. Like the only things in the world, right? And let's be honest, the like the human psyche thinks it's the, the whole illusion thing comes up, right? Where we think we have control over the world. We think we have control over life and all of these different things. But when it truly comes down to it, and if you really sit with that idea, it's true. You cannot control other people Mm-hmm. Um, you know how someone receives your your experience yeah weather events mother what mother nature does like all these things we yeah. can't control it and we are constantly seeking this false reality that we have control over things that we don't so when I really like when I sat with that and really thought about that it it really shifted 
a lot of things for me in my perspective. And I think it's really, it's one of the pieces that has really, I've been taking personal responsibility for my life for a while now, like for many, many years, um, quite frankly, because I was tired of playing the victim. Because when you don't take personal responsibility, you kind of, that's where you end up. You typically end up in victim mode, right? And I was there for a long time. um, And I was tired of it. But when a couple of years ago, when I heard that quote and I really sat with it, I've really taken it to heart and man, it makes things easier. Like Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean, now don't get me wrong. It doesn't mean that my life is always roses and unicorns and nothing's ever wrong, like, or nothing ever happens or I don't get triggered or all of that. But when I've been able to look at things that trigger me, And think about it in that context that like, okay, I might be mad at somebody for something they said or did or all the different things. And and that's probably really valid. But again, I have no control over how they respond to me. The only thing I have control over is how I respond. And so with that, I now have the power to Mm -hmm. go and shift how I'm feeling. And to me, like that is that's freedom. Next, it's free. Thank you. Yeah, that's the word. It's freedom. It is because all of a sudden I'm feeling empowered. All of a sudden I'm like, I can do something with this. I don't have to sit here and feel resentful and mad and angry and bitter or whatever. Like Miserable. all the emotions that can come up stuck. Like when we feel stuck in something, right? And it can't, it's not shifting or the other person doesn't want to hear it. Or maybe it's not even an argument. Maybe it's just a reality of something that is that's not changeable the Mm -hmm. only thing you can then do is go inside and change your attitude or change your yeah your response to it yeah your response and that's not don't get me wrong this isn't an easy process per se but it can be and it can be really simple and it's but it's it's one of the most empowering tools I've ever found because it it it's the one way that it kind of actually does bring the control back to me Mm -hmm. right I have, yeah. a ch- and it, and it, it puts me in a place of choosing. I have a choice now. And that's where the control really lies is that yeah. you choose how you respond as opposed to being a victim of your circumstances. And that's mm. the, you know, that's the taking responsibility part that people often don't want to look at. It's easier and mm-hmm. we're taught through multiple inputs as children as we grow up that it's easier to point the finger at some external factor and not actually do the work ourselves and I think probably in the Caroline Meese archetypes that would definitely be staying in the archetype of the child where you're always wanting the direction and you're always it's never your fault Mm -hmm. and you're Mm -hmm. never taking action because oh no what if I do the wrong thing and nobody gave me permission to do it and that's another facet of not owning your shit yeah you know, that, that piece of, that piece of, or place in your life where you're not willing to, where you, you get so much out of playing the victim that you're not willing to change the behavior because it served you this far in life. And it's uncomfortable to change. And you don't want to look at the discomfort of a new possibility. But I think, as you said, Jane, it's on the other side of that discomfort that Mm. the most amazing things happen. Yeah, but you have to be willing. You have to make the choice to get uncomfortable. And like we were saying earlier, it doesn't have to be like 
diving head into something that feels really, really too big or emotional or overwhelming. You can start small and it's in little things, but it's just, it's starting to take a look at your actions, right? Mm -hmm. Like your example of the media, if you don't, if you're not feeling good, if you're sitting there and if you're anxious, if you've got, you know, just this constant low grade anxiety, again, perhaps starting to look and go, what am I doing or not doing? that's contributing to this, right? And what little things can I change or do? Or, you know, so whatever the thing is, it, you can start small, but it's, it's, it's turning the mirror and looking inwards versus constantly, like you say, seeking for the external, like finding the person to blame or the, the reason for something or, um, or I like, I think I feel this way. I think I feel this way because of what this person said to me a few days ago. Well, if, if you're still ruminating on the thing that that person said to you a few days ago, then that's on you. It's not on the other person. Yeah. And what's and it bringing up for you? It, exactly. And it's, it could be a simple pattern that you don't recognize that has been perpetuated from childhood, from an early age, or it could be that you've never been taught or shown or guided how to approach that from a new perspective. And if this is bringing some things up for you as a listener going, oh, how could I look at this situation differently? Or how can I react or respond to this situation in a new way? Then, then this is why we're having this conversation because the whole idea is to get you thinking as a listener and get you feeling that there are other ways to live your life than constantly finger pointing living as a victim or otherwise in a less than miserable, sorry, otherwise in a not so happy state. Mm -hmm. And yes, there are other factors that play into, you know, there could be some medical challenges that you have going on. And there are other factors that play into our day-to-day lives. And at the same time, you can look at every day you're on this earth is a gift. It really is. And if you choose to see it as a gift, then the way that you interact in the world is going to be very different than if you see every day that you live in this world as a curse. Yeah. And the same thing goes with choice, right? If you see that every day you have choice in every moment and every even like you really do, even if oftentimes we feel like, oh, but I don't have a choice. We always have choice. It's always there. So, you know, every every day you're choosing to stay in that place or to move through it and out of it and you know it sounds you know it might sound a bit trite or we're making this lighter Lighter. than it is and that's not the intention at all I mean Jen and I have both navigated this ourselves Mm -hmm. um and I think for me I said to Jen before we got on here I'm like oh this is like this is a big thing for me a big piece of my I think my purpose and why I'm here uh, because it has been so transformative for me. And I just, I kind of want to be that beacon of light for people, for you to say, Mm -hmm. Hey, like it's not as scary as it seems. And there is so much on the other side of it, but there's also so much power, like good, positive power, empowerment in this Mm -hmm. and doing this. And it doesn't have to be big and scary and, you want to say something? Go ahead. Oh, no, I was, I was just going to agree with you. And you say it doesn't oh. have to be big and scary. I think, again, like the idea of something 
um, the idea of the re- of the thing is always bigger than what we think the thing what the thing actually is. Mm-hmm. I don't think I articulated that very well, but the <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just one of those days. I'm not having very good articulation success today. That's okay. I accept it as I am. I'm making the choice to accept that here I am today, podcaster, voice coach, showing up with all my fumbles. And that's just what it is. (laughs) (laughs) But I did I interrupt you wanting to finish a thought? That was my question. No, no. Okay. my, My thought was just sort of saying that like, you know, I'm just really passionate about this idea to a point where sometimes it, it started to come into my awareness, I think, because it actually triggered me a little bit like are used to when people didn't own their shit. And I would yeah. get like, I'd see people projecting and deflecting and defending. And I was like, oh my gosh, just like, if you would just own this, it would mm-hmm. be a lot less painful. And I think that's actually another point Ooh, yeah. is it can, because it keeps you spinning, right? It keeps you trapped what would it feel like, you know, to try on the idea that it might be less painful because then you can do something with it. I think there's also, there's another facet to that as well, where, and I've seen this with, um, with some clients from a few years ago where they weren't necessarily willing to go that go as deep as they could. I could see that they can go deeper, but ultimately it's their willingness that, that shows that yes, I can take them to a certain point. They still have to choose to want to resolve that issue in a new way. They have to choose, want to choose to see what's on the other side. Now, part of it is they've made the choice to work with me to try and resolve it. And then it gets wobbly, squishy, uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the client will just sit there and you know, they'll spin for a few weeks and then, you know, they'll leap off the cliff and they're like, wow, I had no idea it could feel this good. Or I've also had it happen where they're not willing to, and you just, you show up, meet them where they're at, Mm -hmm. do exactly what they need in the moment. And maybe it's for someone else to take them to that next level, or maybe they just need a bit more time to go to that next space. Now, the piece I wanted to speak of is sometimes we're so in love with our pain or so in love or it's so familiar that the comfort of it and the definition that you have built of yourself with that pain is so ingrained in you that you can't imagine yourself without it. Yeah. And that's, that's yeah, that's where real. Sure. That's where the yeah, real is. It becomes an identity, right? Like, yeah. Definitely. I'm curious how you navigate the discomfort. Oh, good question. <laughs> Putting you on the spot. Yeah, it's okay. You are. We did not talk about this beforehand. It's okay. Because I, I know she, she, she knows I'm going to ask her the same thing. <laughs> so the way, wait, there's so many ways to navigate the discomfort. Um, you, ha- It's trial and error. I usually, if I'm working with someone, working with a coach or a mentor around things like this, they hold space for me to explore and shift and move it. If I'm trying to think of like how it was when I first started into the coaching space, it really is finding the right people for you at the right time. And sometimes it's as simple as a tool. If I'm really sitting in some discomfort, I'll do a, um, 
like an energy shift exercise. So it might be I'll do some yoga or I'll do some dancing or I'll take go in nature and go for a walk and just try and shift and move the energy physically Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. that physical movement actually yeah this happened wasn't necessarily discomfort this happened a couple days ago we had a friend visiting from out of town and i started developing a really bad headache and i had been on the computer all day and i just basically said i was like look i need to go do some yoga for 20 minutes and then i'll come and join you guys and sure enough that 20 minutes of movement just shifted whatever was forming Mm. and so that's an aspect of discomfort now i could have said oh i'm gonna have a couple beers and I'm going to eat some food and blah, 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 and shift it that way, which might still have worked. But at the end of the day, <laughs> maybe not, you know, but could have yeah. made my headache worse. Whereas I know that moving my body will always shift the energy. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah. you know, being supported in that discomfort, I think, is key number one. And then being willing, you have to be willing to shift it, sit yes. in it and shift it. Yeah. And if you're not willing, then ask yourself, why? What are you attached to? What keeps you? Why is it benefiting you to stay stuck? Yeah, but that's that's you'd want to do that in a supported environment. Doing that on your own is not Probably I would not recommend that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how about you? Yeah. <laughs> um similar a lot of it is reaching out to the people that are my support network um you know also my coaches and mentors too like or my and who are also sort of in the healing space with me i just i just did this this morning (laughs) um (laughs) and uh had a really really amazing healing session that really shifted some stuff that i've been for me i find oftentimes in my head, I can see what's happening. I can gain an awareness and I can have a logical understanding of things. But, and I've, I've always been this way, but then I'll feel this like disconnect where I can't embody, like it, yeah. I'm not embodied in it or I like energetically or physically, like I'm just like, nope, it's still like, I can't move it. And it's that, that is the discomfort for me, especially when I can, when I can have the, the cognitive understanding, but the embodiment is not there. And so that's where I find the energetic piece and the um, Mm. healing piece is, and, and the talking through things like that's where I need that, those supportive sounding boards to be like, okay, what am I not seeing or what's going on here? Well, Um, yeah, you and I do that for each other. Yeah. Where we actually use the app Voxer and, you know, we just, we sound things out, which is another, which is another way of, managing things so if you have a trusted friend or if you don't leave yourself some voice memos and literally Mm -hmm. voice it out of your body or out of your awareness and Mm -hmm. talk through it and then you you may not think of yourself as an auditory processor until you do this exercise and then you'll be like oh i can solve my own problems by talking them out to myself yeah this happened to uh to a friend a couple weeks ago (laughs) so yeah many times we do that where it's like okay i got the answer i needed Mm -hmm. um so, yeah. And then tools, right. I was going to say for you, I know, well, for both of us, but when you were sharing some of your process, it's leaning on the tools as well. Right. So yeah. whether it is meditation or an Oracle deck or just getting those messages in those different ways. Um, you know, we talked earlier how, you know, it's not that the crystal is going to heal you. Right. Yes. But 
that's another external factor piece. Right. So, but these things are all tools. It's, you know, I love essential oils. No. Are they going to magically cure things? No, but they can shift energy. They can. So that is another one where sometimes I will just be like, okay, I just ascent, right? Like Mm -hmm. an oil, ascent, an oil on my body that makes me feel good or, um, you know, going in like peppermint on my hands to just bring me that like invigorating sense will help some of that. And, and then the other side of it is just time and being gentle with myself and knowing that it's a process and discomfort isn't typically like, especially when it's for, with a bigger, you know, whether it's health or life type thing, it's not something that's just going to go away you know, with no. a sniff of an oil. <laughs> or, well, if anything, it'll get more uncomfortable the longer you don't deal with it. So that, the longer... Yes, and it'll <laughs> manifest into something. I know yep. I know all about that. Yep. Um, exactly. Several people But also, do. as you're working through it, you know, that discomfort's going to kind of be there and shift and move, and it will lift um, yeah. if you're doing, you know, doing the things to help move it through. It, The other thing I'm going to add to that is that it doesn't have to be a slow or a drawn out process. It can happen really fast Mm -hmm. and that, you know, it can happen even faster when you work with someone who can see what you can't see and who can shift it with you and show you with very like amazing precision, bang, 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 gone. Like your experience today, Jane, yeah. where you worked with that healing and like they were, you're like, oh, there are three oh areas gosh. I was going to ask about. I thought it was going to be three sessions and we were able to touch on all three and like, you know, they were all intertwined. Yeah. I had three yeah. very, fairly different separate things, but in fact, they weren't separate. And yeah. yeah, I had this very powerful session this morning that you're right. As much as I say, like the discomfort sometimes can last for me, it was actually there, like the discomfort has been there for a little while now. And it wasn't that I wasn't addressing it, um, but it, but it shifted in that one session. And literally I went from feeling kind of constricted and frustrated and kind of like, um, I used the word cagey, I felt Mm. to after the session and what we released, I'm like, my whole, like freedom like my body yeah. is expensive i'm like ah, it it was yeah. fascinating how that can shift you're right so very good point it can shift very quickly cool so what what do we want what's kind of the the crux of what we want to kind of people to take away from this well i think obviously you have to be willing to look at your shit to clear your life So if you're not willing to do that and you're quite happy to fumble and bumble along, then we're we're not the people. Probably not your people. No, we're probably not your people. Jen and I are all about like, let's dive in like head first. Let's go dive in. Let's go. Because basically the other factor to keep in mind here is for all the work that you do, you for yourself, you're also doing to help the greater collective humanity. And this is something that we Jane and I both keep in mind as we do our work. We know that our work helps the broader collective because it's going to improve every single one of our interactions in the world which will then improve or have a ripple effect on every other interaction in the world. So if, 
if there's some things that you're not seeing or you want help seeing, then definitely reach out to us. We can guide you to some resources, but you have to be willing to look at your shit in the first place. And some people call it shadow work. Some people call it, you know, looking at your fears, but we're the type of people where you just like, let's dive right in. Let's do it. We have done it. We have gone through the process. We have many friends and mentors in our space who have also done the same. So the nuts, the nugget, the crux, the nuts all together. <laughs> I'm just going with my just words today, today yeah. just rolling in with it today is that you've got to start somewhere, start doing the work and look at the amazing ways that your life will change and shift for the better. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, like you say, if you, if you start to look at what you truly have control over, Mm -hmm. start to shift some things for you. Right. And, you know, I think the other thing you mentioned, Jen was, um, you mentioned to me was the idea of looking at your life experiences, whether they're positive or negative and looking at what they have brought to you instead Mm -hmm. of perhaps what they've taken from you. That's a choice because it's a choice and, and there's both probably in each of those experiences. Right. But it's a choice and it's, it's something that has a lot of power within it is to choose to look at a lot of times, right. We hear the whole rising from the, from the ashes, um, you know, stories. And we, we hear people where it's like, you know, these experiences, I mean, I have it like my, my life experiences that were not pleasant are some of are what I can now see were the launching pads for me to step into a bigger role and a and to create the life that I want. So yep. that's that's the power of doing this work. Yeah. Create the life you want. Deal with your shit, create the life you want. That's basic that that there there's the nugget. Cool. All right. On that happy note, we're going to leave you here. Have an amazing week, everyone. Do reach out and uh, tell us about your experiences with dealing with your shit. We'd like to hear about it. And (laughs) was it fertilizer? Did you leave it too long? You know, all that other good stuff. (laughs) And we will catch you next week on the next episode of Noah Halo's here. Have an awesome day. Bye. 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 Thanks for joining us for these conscious combos. If you're ready to dive deeper, head on over to wearejenandjane.com to continue the conversation. If you loved this episode, please take a moment to share it with your friends or your network and leave us a review by going to Apple Podcasts. Find us on Instagram at wearejenandjane and let us know what you enjoy and what you would like to see more of. We'd love to hear from you.